Hello and welcome into another episode of Locked On Wolves. Today on the show, unpacking the Nas Reed conundrum and really reasons why the Wolves should not bring back Nas Reed if the price is indeed what it looks like it's going to be. Why Nas Reed probably won't be on the Minnesota Timberwolves next year. We'll break it all down on the show. Welcome in. You are Locked On Wolves. You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. Today's episode is brought to us by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Happy Tuesday, everybody, and welcome into the show. A big thank you, first of all, for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen every single day. This show is free and available everywhere. That includes YouTube, as well as all of your favorite audio platforms, wherever you like to listen to podcasts, you can find Lockdown Wolves. You can also find Lockdown Wolves and all of the other Minnesota Lockdown podcasts over on Roku and Amazon Fire TV. Just download the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app. More great local sports coverage 24-7 and for free. Download the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app today on Roku and Amazon Fire TV. You can also follow on Twitter at Lockdown T-Wolves and also at my account, which is at Beacon. That's with two Bs, two Es, C-K-E-N. All right. Um, today, I want to spend some time talking about Nas Reed. And of course, we did the the season review for Nas. His was a couple of weeks ago now. I think I did about a half show on Nas Reed, kind of unpacking the season as a whole. But now, I want to build something of a case as to why, and I said why, I, you know, in the open, I said why I don't think he'll be on the team. I think it's really more why I don't think he should be on the team. I mean, he might be. There's still a real chance Nas Reed is back. I'm leaning, and I said this on Monday's show, on the heels of the conversation I had with Howard back for Friday's show last week, based on what Howard said, based on on some of the interest Nas had back at the trade deadline in February, I, I'm leaning towards it's less likely he's back with the Wolves. And I, I want to build the case for why he shouldn't be. And I like Nas Reed. And I feel like I have to say all these things. I like Nas Reed. This isn't a Nas Reed attack. I think he's very, very good. I think he's one of the best backup bigs in the entire league. And I think he will be a serviceable starter for somebody next year. I think he's best cast as a really good third big. Can play the five, can play a little bit of the four. He's improved defensively. He's improved on the glass. He can stretch the floor. He can pass really well. But he still has holes in his game. And I'm afraid that Nas Reed will be paid as though those holes in his game are smaller or fewer or farther between. And that's not how I feel about Nas Reed. Nas Reed at $2.8 million or whatever he was making this year in the fourth year of his initial undrafted rookie free agent deal was an absolute unequivocal steal bargain. He deserves all of the praise he's gotten for this season. And if the Wolves could bring him back for $10 million, I'd say absolutely. It'd be a fantastic third big at $10 million, at $12 million a year for, you know, even a little more than that, probably. But we heard back in February that the Timberwolves were offering him an extension, alleged, not allegedly, reportedly. Uh, some local folks, I think Dane Moore had this on his show. There were some others that reported the Wolves were offering somewhere between 10 and $12 million a year. So call it four years, $12 million at, at the high end. So $48 million over four years. Nas was seeking at least $50 million, and, and I don't know if the gap was actually that small. My guess is it was a little bit greater. My guess is the Wolves offered something that ramped up or ramped down two or two or from 12, it's probably something like four years, 46, 47. 
Nas probably wanted at least 50 more than that, likely. Um, and now, and we heard at the time there were teams willing to trade for him, but of course, being an unrestricted free agent this summer, they were teams that, uh, as part of the negotiations, were saying like, hey, we're not going to pony up for a guy that could walk in the summer. Of course, we know, like say Boston or Denver, two teams we know were interested and apparently still are, um, they could have traded for him and then chosen to extend him at whatever he's going to get this summer. So I, I bet Boston was thinking, hey, we can land Nas Reed. We'll, we'll play the rest of this year if he fits. We'll extend him and we'll, we won't have to pay him as much as we would in unrestricted free agency this summer. So they were willing to give something up at the deadline. But the Wolves, unless they were getting something significant, what was in it for them? Because the Wolves were trying to make their own run. And Carl Anthony Towns was injured at the trade deadline. Rudy Gobert wasn't having a fantastic season. Of course, Nas ends up breaking his wrist anyway. But um, that was kind of the calculus at the time. Like, why would we go out of our way to trade him? And now this offseason, any of the 30 teams in the league have a chance to sign Nas Reed. Um, and he's going to get paid. Howard Beck said on Friday's show, if you missed it, go check that out. It posted last Friday and we wide-ranging conversation. We talked a lot about Towns trade possibilities. Actually, a lot of the show was about that. We talked a little about Tim Connolly's future. We talked about reaction to the season, but we also spent a few minutes talking about Nas Reed. And Howard said that he poked around on Nas and found out that several teams were interested. He's going to get at least fifteen million a year. So call that four years and fifteen million, give or take. That's sixty million over over four years. Quick quick math for you: four, sixty million. That is more than the forty six, forty seven, forty eight the Wolves are offering at the deadline almost certainly more than what those will pay him and absolutely more than what I would pay him. And I know everybody loves Nas Reed. I know he's, a, and and Marty Gellner, who was on the show all year, thinks Nas is one of the great, you know, she said this um, on the air during our show that he was one of, you know, one of the nicest guys on the team, one of the nicest people she's met in this business. And, um, you know, everybody pulls for Nas Reed. Great story, undrafted guy, remade his body, works hard. Everybody loves him. So this is not a reflection on Nas as a person or anything like that. I want to be really overly clear about this, probably more than I need to. Um, but I would not pay him $15 million a year to be, because, and like, I haven't even brought up the fact that you've got Rudy Gobert and you've got Carl Anthony Towns and they play the same position as Nas Reed. And you've already, you're paying Supermax money to these guys, and and Cat's number jumps for, to thirty six million next year, and fifty million the year after that. You can't tie up another fifteen million to a guy who plays the same position. And the idea of Nasrid playing some four is really more of an idea than 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 actuality. It's really not all that practical. And I want to spend most of the show today kind of breaking down the numbers and explaining why that is. Um, Nas played some pretty limited minutes at the four this year, and they were how shall we say, much less successful than Carl Anthony Towns' minutes at the four this season. Now, Nas was very successful. It varies maybe a little strong. He was quite successful as a five when Rudy was off the, off the floor. Was a really good, I would even call him a small ball center. I, even though his natural position is center, he's undersized. So when the Wolves play Nas at the five and you know anybody else, Jaden McDaniels, uh, which he didn't play much for this year, but Torian Prince, um, you know, any of those guys at the four, you're playing small because Nas is undersized. He's smaller than Towns. He's obviously smaller than Rudy Gobert. Nas was successful at the five this year. But guess what? Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns are also at their best when playing the five. Rudy only plays the five, and Cat is still at his best when he's playing the five with Rudy off the floor. And maybe that changes. Hopefully it changes because the Wolves are relying on that changing. 
moving forward if, if you know they're betting on this trade from last summer working out in some way, shape, or form. But now you've got three guys who play their best at the five, and they have very little positional flexibility. And that in and of itself would be the, like the, the simplest way to explain why Nas doesn't make sense to bring back, especially not at that price point. There's a reason why 12 months ago, 10 months ago, I was arguing to trade Nas Reed. And I'm not going to run from that. I spent much of last offseason saying, if you can get a couple of seconds for Nas, maybe somebody even ponies up a first. You do it because you already have two guys that play center. Nas hasn't shown the ability to successfully play the four. I wanted um, the Wolves to, to get a little more creative with the four spot. And you don't need a third center who isn't a great rebounder. Clearly, if the Wolves didn't have Nasri last year, they maybe wouldn't have even made the play-in, right? I mean, they would have been a couple games worse, so I was wrong about that. But the premise of what I said a year ago wasn't wrong. You can't have three centers and expect them to get regular minutes. Remember, Nas Reed was a DNPCD regularly in October, um, like half the time. He, he just wasn't part of the rotation. That changed because of the town's injury. And because even before the town's injury, it started to change because when he saw the floor, he played very well. And the foul trouble, et cetera. Like, obviously, you need some depth. At two and a half million or whatever he made this year, 2.8, 3 million, fine. At 15 million, no, no, no. You can't sign somebody who may not play any given night and instead, you know, every now and again plays 12 minutes if somebody's in foul trouble. Like, um, we very we saw very few games with the three of them on the floor together, Gobert, Towns, and Nas. All right. I want to get into some of the numbers, the two man lineups, the five man lineups that lineups, excuse me, that includes not include Nas Reed. And also, uh, just I really have a couple big points to make when explaining why Towns, uh, or excuse me, why Nas does not make sense to bring back at whatever it ends up costing um, in the open market. We're going to do all that here next. Today's episode of Locked Up Wolves is brought to us by our title sponsor of the show. That's our friends at Game Time. I am guilty of waiting to the last minute of buying tickets for a variety of things, certainly sporting events, also concerts, occasionally comedy shows. Uh, it's a bad habit, but Game Time can help you out. If you are in the same boat as me, buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time is deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. It is a lifesaver for people like me. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means that you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag your tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. A big thank you once again to those of you that do make Lockdown Wolves your first listen every single day. Of course, every day is the rest of this week. We got a ton coming up. We are daily Monday through Friday. Um, that's that's what we do all off season, all the way through free agency through July. We're daily, so make sure to follow and subscribe to the show where we listen to podcasts. And uh, we'll see you back here again tomorrow on Wednesday. All right, let's continue the Nas Reed conversation. Um, I I want to take this. I want to start with lineup data because I think this is an important point to make. Um, and then we'll get into some play types and things that like, it's not a direct Towns-Nas comparison, but that's part of this conversation. Why? Well, because Rudy Gobert is still your starting center, and Carlton Towns is your backup center. So if you're going to justify paying Nas Reed anything more than 10, 11, 
million dollars a year, which you'd have to do to keep him. Again, don't forget that. You have to be able to convince yourself he could play the four at the NBA level it, it, with some volume of minutes, right? Not spot duty because he did that this year and the spot duty didn't go all that great. And obviously things can change if you get a higher volume of minutes, but there's not a whole lot in Nas's track record in the data that suggests that he's viable as a four moving forward. He's best cast as a five. This year, according to basketball reference, Nas Reed spent 16% of his minutes, one six at the power forward. So not a ton of time, 84% of his minutes at center. Whereas Cat uh, spent two thirds of his minutes, almost exactly at power forward and only a third of his minutes, 35% at center, which is of course completely different from what we've seen the rest of Carl Anthony Towns' career. So Cat's already playing heavier minutes at the um, at the four, and I, I want to actually bring that comparison back up here in a minute. Let's let's actually before we get to that, talk about some of the lineup data. I jumped ahead a little bit. Um, Rudy Gobert lineup data, two player lineups with Rudy Gobert. Rudy and Cat were a modest, a very modest plus point six net rating. The two of them together on the floor in five hundred and twenty nine minutes. Now. Rudy and Kat only played 27 games together and obviously played heavy minutes because they started together in, I believe, all 27 of those games. Nas and Rudy were effectively healthy for the entire season at the same time until the end of the year when when Kat was healthy, Nas was out. But they only actually shared the floor in 31 games and only played 199 minutes together, which is less than half of what Kat and Rudy did. So it's a very painfully small sample size. Uh, but it's all we have to go off of. And if you're investing in Nas Reed, you have to be confident that he can play alongside Rudy Gobert. And I don't think we can say that. In those 199 minutes, they were a minus 12.7, which was his second worst plus minus mark or net ready mark, I should say, next to his pairing with Nikhil Alexander-Walker, which surprised me, by the way, the Alexander-Walker one, um, former teammates in Utah as well. But in 199 minutes, again, Nas and Rudy together, a minus 12.7, Cat and Rudy together, a plus 0.6. Again, not a, like, you don't feel great about the 0.6, right? Like, obviously. But it's better than negative 12.7. Now, now for Nas, I mean, that was, that was talking about Rudy. For Nas, he only had one positive net rating two-man pairing. Now, there's other... There's noise here, right? We're going to get into some, some five-man here because two-man lineups do have some noise to them, right? Because, like, if for instance, Nas is only positive plus minus for minutes of any volume taking out Garza, Minot, and Matt Ryan was Jordan McLaughlin. I mean, those guys played together a bunch, but, like, you go on down the list, his other, like, a lot of the other guys that Nas played together with were bench guys. You're a bench guy for a reason in general, right? And I'm, I'm very much generalizing at a high level here, but... There is some noise here, right? If you play all your minutes with the with somebody that's on the bench, that's generally going to hurt your net rating as a pairing. Um, but the only positive net rating that Nas Reed had was Jordan McLaughlin. And I mean, it's I say that about Nas playing with the bench a ton, but like he still started 11 games this year. He was a regular rotation guy once Cat got hurt. He never like lost that role, right? So he still played relatively significant minutes with good players. Nas, and I already mentioned the Nas and Rudy number, a minus 12.7. The only number that Nas had that was worse than that on his two-man list is Mike Conley. They only played 116 minutes together. That was a minus 18.1. Like a horrific number in 116 minutes. Again, small sample size, but not great. Nas and Cat together, they only played 85 minutes. 
together this season, it was a minus 7.3. And again, everybody was a minus with Nas except for Jordan McLaughlin. So that paints a little bit of a picture about Nas' season. Um, we can also look at the five-man lineup data. So if you if you go ahead and look at five-man lineup lineups uh, with Nas Reed in them, there's only, what do we have here, 20, 23 lineups that he played uh, that Nas Reed was in, five-man lineups, that had greater than 10 minutes, so really 11 or more minutes played. Only 23 lineups. So I know the minutes, like it sounds weird that I'm going by 11 minutes or more, but remember, these are five-man lineups. These are entire units. Um, so like, for instance, we could do it this way. The lineup he played the most minutes with, he played 95 minutes total with a five-man lineup. That included, and Nas was at the five, Jaden McDaniels at the, well, actually, Kyle Anderson at the four, McDaniels at the three, Ant and D'Lo. And they were a plus 4.4. I mean, that was, for a stretch, a starting lineup for the Wolves, right? Like They started 18 times with that lineup. Uh, if you go by net rating, his every single one of his best lineups, he's at the center, right? And again, he only played 16% of his minutes this year at the four. But every one of his best lineups, he's at center. There's there's no exceptions here. Uh, in 31 minutes, which actually was his fourth most used lineup, Nas actually had a plus 44 with this lineup. This is a weird one. Austin Rivers at point guard, Jalen Noel... <laughs> Jaden McDaniels at the three, or actually, no, Anthony Edwards at the three, McDaniels at the four, and Nas Reed at the five. So a very small ball lineup. Well, I say that. I guess your your guards are Rivers and Noel, but still a small ball lineup with McDaniels at the four and Edwards at the three, and you're a plus 44 in 31 minutes. Um, but that goes to show you, like, some of these other lineups, like Torian Prince is in his next, like, four best lineups. Um, Nas doesn't have any positive lineups with regular starters until you get to like his fifth and sixth best lineups. That's when D'Lo and Ant are more regularly in there. Um, actually, Ant's in pretty much all of them. That's when D'Lo's more regularly in there. And other guys that started a bunch. You got a lot of Noel. You've got a lot of Torian Prince. Um, you got some Nate Knight mixed in there with some of his best lineups, weirdly enough. Um, but Nas and Ant together were in a lot of successful lineups. Uh, it, it really speaks more to the rotations and the players that Nas was playing with. And I think it tells a, a big story about Nas Reed. And I also should point out some of these lineups, the defensive ratings was act, were actually really impressive. Um, a handful of these, like that, that lineup I mentioned a minute ago with Rivers and Noel, that had a defensive rating of 85.7. So, um, and again, this is all with him at the five. It's not with him at the four. Nas at the four can work offensively because he can dribble, he can pass, he can shoot a little from the perimeter. We know that. But the defense is the bigger concern. How does Nas hold up on the perimeter? And I said this earlier, he's improved. He's a bit more nimble. He's, he's you know, uh, he's reshaped his body over the past couple of years. He's far better defensively. And you could get away with him at the four for stretches. But he does isn't going to play there regularly. And the numbers for him this season are just not that impressive. And it's easy to lose sight of that because he had some gaudy raw numbers, you know, in, in a couple of games here and there. And he helped keep the Wolves afloat for a stretch. He had some really big games. And he was kind of a revelation at times. And the, you know, the the you know, the jelly fam stuff, the the layups, the finger rolls, the passing, the dribbling from a guy his size is so much fun. But it obscures what some of the numbers tell us about his season. And I actually do want a bit do want to do a bit of a Nas Cat comparison. I don't think anyone out there is arguing that Nas Reed's a better player than Carl Anthony Towns, but I want to point out some of the key areas of difference and just how stark it actually is. Uh, because, again, if you're bringing Nas Reed back, he has to be able to fill the cat role. 
Or I mentioned this, and there's another reason why I want to go here. Howard and I talked about this on Friday. If the Wolves do trade Carl Anthony Towns, say they agree for a trade to a trade on draft night, they trade him when free agency opens, whatever that might be. Like, are they thinking of Nas as a potential backup plan? You pay Nas $16 million and, you know, instead of paying Cat 36 and 50 and whatever it goes up to the next few years, and you try to backfill some of that production with Nas Reed, but how much of that production are you actually backfilling? If Nas's minute volume increases, you know, does his production stay the same? So I want to I dig into that a bit here next. Today's episode of Lockdown Wolves is brought to us by our friends over at Prize Picks. Every day of the NBA playoffs and all the way through the finals, the next couple of weeks here, one prize picks, next few weeks, I guess, one prize picks user will receive a chance at becoming a millionaire. One entry placed after 8 a.m. Eastern at 7 a.m. Central will be randomly selected each day. Whoever placed that entry will be given a six pick flex with the following payout. Six correct picks gets you $1 million. Five correct picks, 80 grand. Four correct picks, $16,000. Full details can be found at prizepicks.com slash million. You must opt in at that link to be eligible for the million-dollar entry. Again, prizepicks.com slash million. Once you opt in, all you have to do is play the game like normal, and you could be the lucky winner. If you're not familiar with prize picks, it's really easy to play. You just pick two to six players on really any sport, and if they'll score more or less than their prize picks projection or, or fill in you know other uh, category stat column here, you went up to 25 times your money on any entry. Again, any sport, so of course the NBA, NHL playoffs ongoing, Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, baseball, of course, college sports, et cetera. You can find it there on Prize Picks. Make your entry in less than 60 seconds. You can download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, they'll give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, a bit more on Nas Reed. Uh, so it a straight Nas Reed carlton Towns comparison is not fair for a number of reasons, but um, I, I think it's important to kind of put into some perspective. This is a fairly quick and dirty comparison of these guys in a number of different ways. Um, like, for instance, and also, uh, by the way, I'm talking about this year, Carlton Towns. So Carlton Towns' worst season. And obviously the injuries, he'll play, what, 29 games. We talked about this last week on the, on the season review, but this is Towns' worst overall season. Um, so that's what I'm using. I'm not using, like, his all-star year last year or his best season a couple of years ago offensively. Like, we're talking, like, I'm going to look at the B-ball index numbers from this season, 22-23, when Cat was a little underwhelming, frankly, when he was on the floor. And, and a variety of factors, yes. But let's start here. Um Playmaking numbers. Like, we think of Nas Reed, and, and I, I guess I'm generalizing here, but, like, Wolves fans think of Nas Reed as, like, a really impressive playmaker for a big, and he can pass the ball extremely well. Like, that's one of the things he's good at, and I think also is is kind of, um, it appears that much more impressive because of his size. And just, like, the ball looks like a Nerf ball in his hand, right? It, it has a bit of that different effect than it does with Towns. And Towns has this reputation the past several years of his career of like these crazy cross-court passes. Remember, I think it was last year he got into the softball pass thing where he'd be like in the post on one side of the floor. He'd underhand like softball pitch it to the opposite corner, like this weird all the over the shoulder behind the head stuff. So like, yeah, he turned it over too much. But guess what? Carlton Towns playmaking numbers are through the roof better than Nas Reed. Through the roof better. Assist, assist points per 75 possessions. 
Carl Anthony Towns uh, at a B plus this season, according to our friends at B Ball Index. Um, and and I guess I'll give the quick definition. That's total points from assists per seventy five possessions. So, how many points per seventy five possessions are your assists leading to? Carl Anthony Towns a B plus eightieth percentile. Nas Reed thirty eighth percentile D plus five point three points per seventy five possessions. Cat. More than twice that 11.8 points per possession. Uh, we could go on down the list. I'm not going to list every single one. Roll adjusted assist points per 75 possessions, which that attempts to show performance relative to the expectation based on others in the same role. So uh, the question that it seeks to answer, according to B-Ball Index, is are they a good passer for their role? So that's a really relevant one here when we're talking about bigs. Nas, a minus 0.23, percentile, a C-plus, according to B-Ball Index. Carlton Towns, 94th percentile. Grades out as an A, a plus 6.34. And on and on and on down the list. Passing versatility. Carl Anthony Towns, an A+. Plus. An A-plus in passing versatility. Nas Reed, a D. 32nd percentile. Towns, 100th percentile. That's passing data on assists from scoring play types. Uh, basically, uh, are you a well-rounded passer is what that attempts to answer. Carl Anthony Towns, yes. I know that he makes dumb passes. He commits a lot of turnovers. But think about it. How many of those are offensive fouls versus, and I obviously they count the same, except for, I guess, you know, live ball turnovers are worse. And, you know, a lot of that's, you know, turnovers when you're passing the ball more likely is a live ball turnover than some of the offensive foul stuff. Well, it always is compared to an offensive foul. Um, all that to say, Nas, look at his playmaking grid on B-Ball Index. It's all C's and D's and a couple of F's. That's what it is. Uh, there's one A minus in there. Score gravity, scoring gravity, excuse me. Carl Thirty Towns, all A's and B's. There's one F related to passing efficiency, which does have to do with bad pass turnover rate. Um, everything else though is a B plus and greater. B pluses, A minuses, A's and A pluses. One F related to passing efficiency. Nas Reed also, by the way, had an F in passing efficiency. His were all D's and F's except for one A minus and one B plus. Like not close playmaking, and that's one thing. But the playmaking column. We talk about rebounding, which Cat, his rebounding has dipped significantly the last couple of years. It's pretty similar, though. Very, very similar. And in fact, Cat has a slight edge. Defensive rebounds per 75 possessions, rebounds per game, um, uh, rebound chances per 75 possessions. That stuff Cat's got a better mark at mark on than Nas Reed does. And if you look at Nas's last year, Nas improved a lot this year. It wouldn't even be close. Uh, so, you know, 12 months ago, we'd be talking about Cat having a much greater edge there. Um, the only other one I'll hit real quick here is play types, uh, offensive play types. And Nas has turned into a really impressive face-up scorer, taking guys off the dribble. There's a lot to like about what Nas Reed this year, Nas Reed did this year in that regard. But Carl Thay Towns is still absolutely phenomenal in all these different categories. Uh, Nas, pick and roll roll man was an A minus, 87th percentile. Carl Thay Towns, 88th percentile, A minus, essentially the same there. Uh, post up though. Uh, which is which is you know less frequent than than it ever used to be. But Nas Reed post ups, not a good proposition for the Wolves. He had, was 17th percentile in post up points per possession, 0.84 points per possession. That's an F according to B Ball Index. Carlton Towns post up points per possession, 0.92, 89th percentile, an A minus. 
Again, frequency is low. In fact, according to NBA.com, I went and looked over there. Towns would post up on over 11% of his possessions this season. Nas was only 7.3%. Still, besides Rudy, the two highest on the team in terms of frequency. And by the way, I know this is this is something Jim Peterson talked about on Wolves broadcast this year. Rudy's points per possession on post-ups is actually really good. There's other factors there, but Rudy was actually the best in terms of points per possession on the Wolves roster. But post-ups, playmaking, you know, Towns has a really significant edge. We're not talking about a slight edge. He's got a slight edge in terms of rebounding, significant edge in playmaking, in post-ups, in uh, you know, slight edge in pick and roll, roll man, like some of these different things. It's just not close. Towns is, is a significantly better player. And I, I don't think I'm creating a straw man here because this is a question the Wolves have to answer for themselves when it comes to Nas's next contract and a potential Carlton Towns trade. I know you're not necessarily picking one or the other, but if you keep Nas and you keep Towns, he has to play the Towns role in a good chunk of his minutes, as long as assuming you're keeping Rudy Gobert. If you trade Towns, Nas becomes one of the best bigs available to try and backfill some of that production at a fraction of the cost compared to what Towns' outgoing salary is. So I think it's absolutely a relevant conversation. And I, you know, I think it's fair to to have this to have this discussion at this time. All right, that's all we got for you today. Plenty more to get to this week. Again, daily, Monday through Friday. So we'll be back again tomorrow on Wednesday. A big thank you to those of you that do make Locked on Wolves your first listen each and every day. This show is free and available everywhere, including YouTube, as well as all of your favorite audio platforms. You can watch on the Locked on Sports Minnesota app on both Roku and Amazon Fire TV. You can also uh, uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, that's at Locked on T-Wolves. Don't forget the T and also at B-Beacon with two B's, two E's, C-K. Yet. This show, of course, is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Remember, the Lockdown Network is your local experts on all the biggest stories. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Lockdown Wolves Podcast, and we'll catch you next time.